0: you're never going to believe what happened over the weekend what happened <laughs> so i met sally our guest i'm ready today. To, sally, i'm ready to sally not Jacoby believe <laughs> sally hello first of all hello
1: oh hello greetings
0: yeah i met sally for breakfast in the town where she lives and we walked down to an antique store and as i was perusing this antique store out of the corner of my eye on the top shelf tucked back in the corner i see something and i'm like no it can't be no it can't be i refuse to believe that it is and i got over there i reach up i pull it down from the top of the shelf it is an ewok treehouse from 1984 kenner ewok treehouse And it works like it has a little elevator that works. It you can pop the top down and it closes so it looks like a tree. Then you press a button. Oh my goodness, and there's a whole ewok world in it. It was $25, Steve, and I bought it.
2: (laughs) That should be like $250. I agree, straight up. I mean, I've never, I, I, yeah, in condition, it's a good condition.
0: I mean, I think there are little odds and ends that aren't there, but it looks oh, good. Right. Like the stickers are all still on. You know, it's got the little, like, green wall. It even came with an uh, Ewok. It was uh, it was the oh, find man. of the century. I don't want to exaggerate, but it was the find <laughs> of the century. So the next time you're in town, Steve, we're going to act out some of these episodes in that treehouse. Oh, you know the one we
2: won't act out in that treehouse? Tell me. The uh, holiday one? special. Or, right. or we could, because, I mean, that's just, we just make it up as we go along. Yeah. We'll just be like... Well, any writing we did for the holiday yeah. special would be better than what was written. So. Oh, man. Welcome to a spooky episode of This Endorian Life, a Star Wars podcast from the Radio Meanwhile Network. My name is Steve Rudd.
0: I'm Nick Gunning, and we're following the Ewoks from Return of the Jedi to the Ewok TV movies, the 80s cartoon,
2: and beyond. Today, we are discussing the comic book Star Wars Adventures Tales of Vader's Castle, issue number four, with Sally Jacoby Murphy, the Queen of Halloween. Boop, boop. <laughs> sally welcome back
1: thanks i had to be my own hype man there yeah
0: yeah i liked it you're bringing the energy you're, you're coming in hot it's good stuff it's good stuff uh how have you been since last halloween
1: good good okay. trying to keep halloween strong year-round i know, I know, uh, you know you many people are following uh, me but that's all right
0: okay. <laughs> yeah no i think i think you're doing it today was a this was an exciting little uh, little ewok story that we read uh the frame story that surrounds it is very much like terrifying tales uh which we covered last Halloween.
1: I get that vibe. Ah, yeah. yeah. Yeah.
0: So today's comic book was written by Kevin Scott with pencils by Robert Hack. Uh the title of the individual story here is Night of the Gorax. It was released on October 24th, 2018. And collected in paperback in a collection called Star Wars Adventures Tales of Vader's Castle. And then there's a bigger, more expansive hardcover called Star Wars Adventures, Beware Vader's Castle, which is how I read it. Oh man. But in this story, you have the Star Wars Adventures line, which is like a it's like a junior level comic book, you know, so it's mm. like eight to twelve-year-old kind of geared towards. That's the sort of the frame here is the Star Wars Adventures. And in that, you have a group of rebels who crash on Mustafar and run afoul of all these spooky things going on. They meet Vinay, who is the main character from Terrifying Tales, which we did last year. And in that collection, Night of the Gorex here is one of the stories that the rebels were kind of telling each other why they were stuck in this spooky place. And that's where we get Night of the Gorex.
2: Oh, man. so. This came out in 2018. Yeah. So this is exactly why the Lego series is modeled like that, because yeah, this be. is modeled like that. That's yeah. interesting. Yeah, definitely.
0: For a featured cast member today, I'm going to do uh, the artist. So Robert Hack is best mm. known for his work on Archie's horror line, including The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, The Black Hood, and Archie versus Predator 2. Sally, have you come across any Whoa. of these in your queendom?
1: You know, I have watched The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, the TV show. Okay. But I have not read any of the original. But I will okay. say I really like the TV show. I think it's great. Yeah,
0: I haven't yeah. read any of the original either. Like, I haven't... Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, I picked up a couple of times, and it is like dark and adult yeah Yeah. (laughs) so (laughs) i'm like that's a little that's a little too much for me but you can definitely see the archie horror vibes in the art of this comic today it's got the stark coloring and sort of the scratchy look to it is really reminiscent of chilling adventures or other things sally what did you think of the art
1: oh i love it i think the colors are great it's interesting i didn't look up when it was created but i thought I feel like you can tell that it's a newer, yeah, a newer one. And I'm not exactly, I think it's like some of the starkness of the colors and stuff. I don't know. I, I feel like I got the vibe that this has to be like newer in a good way. Like, yeah. I think they're doing some really interesting things.
0: Yeah. Well, I think the the way they use, like, you know, when you have the Dulocks and the villain, the backgrounds, like the, the sky and everything is all red. When you have mm-hmm. the when you're doing the Ewok, Ewok village the before things go south, you have a lot of like blues and greens, and as the plot goes on, we kind of transition into some more browns and grays, getting into like the darkness. Yeah. of it. So yeah, yeah, I think that presentation is a lot more modern.
1: Than yeah,
0: comes across. But <clears throat> thumbs up from you, Sally. You're a resident artist, so
1: no, I really do like it. Well, and I think it's interesting because I feel like especially when they're telling the story and the Ewoks are talking to the go- the gulags do
2: <laughs> the do yeah do
1: <laughs> the evil dudes i think it almost looks like wood grain prints yeah which i always think is really cool so. yeah.
2: everything's it's funny like yeah. when when we see illustrated versions of all these characters as opposed to like the cartoon and the actual movie they always seem much harsher like yeah. everything seems yeah. grittier the trees are like harsher and woodier as opposed to I mean I guess that tran I guess that's just how it translates you know if you if you do that but it's like it it's a totally different form of artwork and it always comes out the dolocks always look really evil and you know but in the show they look silly almost Mm -hmm. you know well
0: everything has kind of a dusky vibe outside of like the very first you know what five or six panels when you do have some greens and blues Mm -hmm. after that everything seems sort of in shadow and overcast and yeah the gloom of it kind of permeates Mm -hmm. you know it just comes right through in the art so yeah yeah i thought it was interesting and it's a it's very oddly paired with the art of star wars adventures which is um almost i don't know it's like bubbly and cartoony polished right? and refined like, but yeah it's much yeah. different
1: mm-hmm.
0: it's, it's a weird juxtaposition and that's kind of how this works like the frame story is all in that sort of bubbly almost 1950s sheen look and then each individual mm-hmm. story kind of breaks off into its own style and yeah i think robert hack's pencils here serve the
2: serve the story pretty well uh should we get into the story steve you want to hit us with an uber detailed plot Yeah. Synopsis for the Night of the Gorax. We open to young Chirpa, waiting in a large tree along with Rayleigh for a signal from Chuka that he must have mistakenly missed while shooing away Wisties. Chirpa blows Rayleigh's Bora horn, which sends a bear wolf on a frenzy towards them. They both leap on top as it passes under them, but Chirpa does so rather clumsily. They lead the bear wolf into a trap. Young Chirpa and Rayleigh return home to the village with their monstrous prize to find that many walklings are missing. Chief Buzza and Makrit, the current shaman, discusses the nature of the missing Ewoks. Rayleigh convinces Chief Buzza that likely the Duloks stole the walklings during the night. Makrit warns Buzza that isn't likely the reason and when Buzza objects to Makrit, he suddenly changes his mind and agrees with Makrit. Rayleigh and Chirpa are skeptical of the whole conversation and decide to check out the Duloc camp themselves. Chirpa and Rayleigh find the camp mostly destroyed and abandoned with only giant footprints left behind as a clue to what happened. Suddenly a Duloc takes Rayleigh hostage claiming she will be a sacrifice. Before Chirpa can question the Duloc as to why a sacrifice, the Duloc is caught in the power of the Sunstar by Makrit, who secretly followed them to the Duloc camp. The Duloc sputters a message to the Ewoks that the true enemy, a great one, destroyed the village and, and offerings must be brought to Mount Krana. The spell the Duloc is under breaks as Rayleigh escapes his grasp and she stomps his lights out. At the base of the mountain, Chirpa, Rayleigh, and Makrit find a huge structure in the shape of an Ewok with all the walklings trapped inside. Chirpa rushes in to help the walklings, asking for Makrit's help. But Makrit slams the cage door closed, claiming the chief's son is what he needed. The author of this tragedy was Makrit himself. At that moment, massive footsteps are heard, and Makrit celebrates the perfect sacrifice. Behold, the great devourer appears, a Gorax. Chirpa desperately tries to escape, but there's no time. The Gorax is already upon them. Thinking quickly, Rayleigh blows her bora horn. Suddenly, the collective ree of bearwolves can be heard as they stampede through the small valley at the base of Mount Krana. The Ewoks leap on top of the bearwolves as they blast through the crude jail, leaving Master Makrit all by himself at the feet of the mighty Gorax. But the sacrifice must still be made. And it was... Ooh, Ooh, yeah. That's pretty dark. It is dark. And before I
0: read it and I just like saw the imagery, I thought we were going for like a zombie thing. The look of it has kind of a zombie
2: vibe, but we it does. We didn't. Very washed out, very like earthy tone. Yeah. You yeah, know. And even
0: just some of the character designs, I thought, oh, okay, this is like a zombie thing. But I mean, you know, the ritual sacrifice is also kind of a horror trope. Sally, as yeah. our resident horror expert, how do you feel <laughs> this represents Halloween? Were you picking up some some tropes and different vibes going on?
1: Yeah, I mean, for sure. <laughs> okay. um The zombie thing is interesting. You and I had talked a little bit about it, but even like the cover, I mean, that looks super like Night of the Living Dead right there. Yeah. yeah. Oh, um, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. But I also, this uh, back, so the cover, which all of you cannot see, but the Gorax is behind them and yeah. is looking very like old school monster vibes, like mm-hmm. sort of Black Lagoon, uh, which I yeah. like.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I see that. So I was reading a little bit about the background on this, and because the rest of the stories are set uh, like pre Rogue One, they're all like the Star Wars Rebels and Solo, like that's what's getting a lot of play in this collection here. The original idea was to have it be Wicket and Tebow, but then we were like, Oh no, no, it's Rogue One era, so that's why we mm. have Logre and Chirpa before they're in their, you know, final positions, which I think is kind of
2: cool. Yeah. See, like, Rayleigh is Chirpa's wife. Oh, they okay. they they become married. So Chief Chirpa oh, okay. is Rayleigh. So Rayleigh, yeah. So Chirpa is Buzza's son. Okay. And he marries Rayleigh. So it's kind of like, you know, they're hanging yeah. out and then eventually get married.
0: Well, not unlike the Zach Giolongo comic that we read a while back, there are a lot of little like deep cut references. I mean, right off the top, you have Wisties, which are from the movies and yep. the show. You got reference to Chuka Troc. You know, yep, you've got you got the drag, drag, yes, the, the Gorak, yeah, you know, the Sun Star, uh, you know, Dulox, yep. everything. So it is encompassing all elements of Ewok, it's not mm-hmm. just straight up what you see in Return of the Jedi, which I did appreciate. I liked, yeah. Um, I still don't fully understand why they get possessed by the Sun Star. Steve, is that does that happen in the show?
2: So I don't know if it happens in the show, but I think the reason why is because. Macrit is trying to he, he's controlling he controlled Buzza, Chief yeah. Buzza, right? Okay. Because Rayleigh's like, Oh, I bet I bet it was the 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 dulox and obviously it's not. So I think he was trying to influence them to try and figure something else out. Yeah. Maybe continue his little plan that he had going on yeah. there, his little you know, whatever trafficking, walking yeah, trafficking yeah. going on. But I think he did that to basically influence him. So when he was just like, oh, he's under the power of the Sun Star, that's when the Duloc basically gave him the instructions of like, you need to go to Mount Krana. You know, yeah. so it was just like, oh, maybe. So I don't know. Maybe, maybe Makrit knew that if he tried to, if Buzza tried to to give a different answer, they would be stubborn and go to the Duloc camp anyway. hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, because he ended up following them. Right. Right. So it's right. just like, what's the deal with so, that? You know, were the
0: Dulocs kidnapping the walklings for the sacrifice or were they completely just under control? That was something that I wasn't sure I, about.
2: I feel like I feel like they oh. may have been under control. I don't know. Hmm. Or just okay. confused. Maybe there's a lot. A lot going on. in a, this tiny a, little comic. There's a lot they don't understand. Yeah. So can you imagine, like, say, maybe the Dulock the Duloc chieftain says oh you need to go get some walklings and bring them to mount krana right because right. then like who built the the giant ewok thing probably the duloks right a
0: giant a giant like ewok effigy basically but they can't yeah. like, go inside like they're storing the walklings inside of it so that's uh that's it's some fine bizarre craftsmanship. Kelly, did you appreciate the
2: craftsmanship of the giant ewok
1: <laughs> <laughs> i did very much it's a like, real
2: trojan horse-esque yeah but not really so. right
1: it's true. I'm trying. I'm like struggling right now. What's that old, um, the bees movie? Oh, is
2: that the Wicker Man?
1: Yes, the Wicker Man. That's what I'm yeah, trying. Yeah, I
0: the Wicker, uh, I Wicker, a Wicker, the Wicker Man.
1: Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I'm glad that you got that just from bees. <laughs> yeah, that's all you need. Yeah. Um, but I, so I'm not as well versed in the Ewoks as either of you two. Oh, uh, of but I was, I felt like the Dulogs in this are way darker than the cartoons that I've watched with you oh, all. Yeah,
0: definitely. definitely like,
1: they are. They're sacrificing children. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which seems like yeah. a step or two above what yeah. I remember from the cartoons. So no, usually yeah. in the
0: cartoon, they're like, it's our anniversary. You got to go steal a present for me. <laughs> yeah. So that's like a Dulog plot. So them like capturing and murdering children is, is,
2: yeah, that's it's an escalation. a few steps above. Yeah, sure. it's escalation. <laughs> to be sure. That's exactly yeah. what it is. It's like, whoa, yeah. okay, all right.
0: That, that, the little walkling that he captures in there, she really, it feels like she kills him, I want to
2: say. Is, is a dude like in front of him? Like, yeah. That's why I wrote that she stomps his life out because she, yeah. like, you know, and yeah. they do, like, the, NG, the NNNG or whatever, yeah. like, he's, yeah. you know, like, you he just gets stomped yeah. out. And you don't she see really again,
0: so I kind of feel like she killed that Duloc. <laughs> I don't know but I feel like a Duloc's life was taken. <laughs> she seriously like stomped his lights out, man. Yeah.
2: It's brutal. Yeah. So, so
0: i to see the Gorax again. The Gorax. Was that Caravan of Courage, Steve? I'm trying to remember. Is uh, yes. Or... Okay. It is Caravan yeah. of
2: Courage. Yep all the way back to the beginning yeah fun to see the big monster again and
0: they were they were trying to take mason Sindel's family like as Mm -hmm. sacrifices so i mean that does kind of pan Uh, out i guess it just makes sense
2: who knows probably just eat them one at a time or something yeah why a gorax snack does gorax midnight snack or something yeah this is something we've
0: been talking about with the cartoon a lot sally there's been a couple episodes where like we felt like something was set up in the beginning and then you don't get any payoff on it. This was kind of the opposite because we had the, I don't even remember what they are like the warthog pig, monster bears, wolf bears, bear, wolf bears, yeah. wolf bears. Yeah. You have the wolf bears in the beginning and you see them sort of riding them and capturing them and everything. And then I forgot about them. And so for the mm-hmm. resolution to be that they call them in and just kind of like use them as a blunt instrument, uh, I thought was really clever. I liked that payoff.
1: Yeah, agreed. Agreed. Yeah. Well, it's kind of a nice expedient way to wrap that up instead of having like a huge fight scene. Right. It's like a little more clever and a little bit more direct, which yeah. I appreciate.
0: Yeah. So this is definitely the most serious ewok thing I feel like that I've ever encountered in its uh in its brief pages here.
2: Like, Even more than the the one where the entire planet will just die if well, they don't. That's <laughs> true. The planet yeah, what they is, need is to
0: contingent on children. Like, finding oh yeah, we need tree. to be
2: there by like yeah, seven PM, true. so we'll leave at two, I guess, uh, or something. Yeah. I had a
0: pretty good I had a pretty good time with it, and I think the length is probably part of the reason why I liked it as much as I did. I don't know that I would have wanted like a full graphic novel of this story in this tone, but I felt like dropped yeah. into this like collection of spooky stories it serves its purpose pretty well.
2: Well, maybe if it was like a mystery, right? Like a, a spooky yeah. mystery so that we like had, you know, master Makrit. Yeah. Like fooling people multiple times. Yeah. You know, and in several nights where walklings were like, we got the yeah. whole picture of like, you know, cause they told us like, Oh, it, you know, it happened during the night. Like what if it happened like two or three nights, you know? Definitely. Yeah. So, well,
0: it's interesting to read this in the context of the episode that we just covered. Sally, we just covered an episode called The First Apprentice, and it's about Low mm. first apprentice coming back and basically being a Sith. So, yeah. for this to be Low master also turned evil, it's right interesting. After we yeah. Low student coming back and turning evil. Yeah. Kind of it works well with the, the episodes that we're covering, but. Overall, uh, I I liked it pretty well. Let's uh let's mm. talk yubnubs. How many how many yubnubs do we give this, Sally? What do you think <laughs> on a scale of one to five Yub Nubs, Where would you put this bad boy?
1: I I mean I quite enjoyed this. I agree with you. I thought the length was like really nice, and it yeah. genuinely felt like a story that somebody would be telling like around a campfire or something, which yeah. I appreciate. Yeah. Um, I give it like I give it five Nubs. I wow. really enjoyed it. Oh okay.
0: yeah, all right. I, I and I love the ending. You know, the ending is a very classic. Oh level. yeah sacrifice still has to be made and it was and you just have an off-camera scream while makrit i guess gets killed by the gorax big big uh big twist big, what's big, twist big there. It really was <laughs> really was i think i'm gonna give it a 4.5 because i did like after i read it i had to go back and look again and be like but why and how and there was things that like i felt like connections could have been made a little bit more so you know what i'm gonna say four i'm gonna say four steve how about you
2: i, I was gonna say 4.5 i'm gonna okay. be at 4.5 and no, it's no. funny for for me like i got hung up on the part where he's basically has them possessed yeah. right because the blurbs are white and all of a sudden the blurbs are orange and i was just like huh that blurb is orange that, mean, that probably means something and i'm like i'm so out of practice with reading comics so I was like, what does it mean? And I was like, well, the eyes are orange. Yeah. I and like the writing's that. orange. So maybe that has to do with that. And I was like, oh, it must mean that he's possessed. Yeah. And like someone's speaking through him or he's basically like telling the truth. Yeah. Right. But it,
0: but yeah, there was. So I liked it visually, but that's what I mean. I felt like there was a little bit of clunkiness in actually like mm. telling you what was going on. Uh, what was your what was your Oak of Arc moment? Steve, Sally, this is our negative—the thing that we didn't like about it. So, Steve, what's I, your
2: you know, I don't know if there was any point that I was like, "Oh, this is, oh, that just rubbed me the wrong way." I don't know. Maybe the fact that like we didn't get any Gorax action. Oh, I know what it was. It was <laughs> my disappointment was when I started writing the the synopsis. I was like, "Oh yeah, what were those animals called that they were hunting?" And I was like, "Oh, it's the Bora." So I started writing Bora, and then. I like went back and checked something on like the first page or second page and it said Beowulf and I was like, Oh Well that's dumb. Why is it called a Bora horn that calls a bearwolf? Why don't you just call them Bora? So it's just like that's such a much, that's such a better yeah. name than Beowulf. Bear wolf. or wolf bear whatever they're called
0: bear wolf seems like when you don't remember what they're called and you're like you know those
2: bear kind of looks like a thing. bear wolfish thing yeah. oh yeah the, oh yeah bear wolf oh yeah yeah, yeah that's you know so the
0: the <laughs> name bear wolf is yours what about you what about you Sally what's your negative moment your oak
1: I mean I just didn't want them to kill the bear wolf <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> which is you're pretty me, cool me again a wishy washy yeah. uh, vegetarian about it <laughs> but I was yeah. like no not the bear wolf
2: did, did they give you more pig vibes, like boar?
1: Yes. like yeah. that,
2: That's what got me. That I was like, huh. Yeah, they no, make nothing, like a reed about reed. it
0: looks wolfy. You know, yeah, like they, they are. They kind of maybe small.
2: the hair they had like a furl on top yeah. of their head, almost like a like puma. Yeah, right, mm-hmm. like a like a wild yeah. boar mm-hmm. kind of thing. So, bit.
0: I mean, or, for me, I think it it really was just the just there was just some confusion about like it right. took me a minute to, to straighten things out and then, so I, I don't know that that bothered me that that took away from with, the, a bit, I, with the with the uh
2: I, possession that kind of thing like or
0: possession and even like makrit like why he was doing it i still am like yeah not 100%, why mm-hmm. and like why did they have so many walklings and if they had so many walklings why did they need the chief son and like it's just a bunch of things that i feel like overcomplicate the story and yeah don't really add to it so you know, I guess that's where I'm going to be a nerd about it. Uh, Ichiwawa moment. Sally, what was your favorite moment?
1: I mean, I probably have uh, two answers to this. And one is like, not is like maybe cheating a little bit. I think as far as the Ewoks go, I mean, I actually, this is dark, but I actually really like the way it ended with uh, what's his name being eaten by the thing. Because I think, I feel like, Adding that level of darkness kind of rounds it out in a nice way. Yeah, um, it, it makes you feel like the stakes are real. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I actually liked that; I thought it was good. But also in the comic in general, I was super stoked about Grit, the bug creature that is okay. part of the resistance. Oh, yeah. And I don't yeah. know anything about that character, but I love him, and I will die for him.
0: <laughs> You'll die for him. Wow.
1: How yeah.
2: cute was that, right? This so script. Cute. Oh man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
0: so
1: that that's is, funny.
0: So that's part of the frame story that goes throughout this whole Tales from Vader's Castle collection. Yeah, there's they're a good little crew, but that that bug character is is pretty cute. <laughs> He's pretty cute. What about you, Steve? What was your Ewok moment?
2: So for me, mine was a tiny little blurb that I discovered at the bottom of the first page of the Ewok part. Okay. And this answers a question that we brought up way back in the beginning of the show is are the Ewoks speaking English or did they learn English? Right? Uh So when we were talking about where does this show take place, does it take place after the Empire? Because well they're speaking English, so they must I mean naturally, logically it would be after, right? Well, at the bottom there's a little asterisk and it says translated from Ewokese. And I was just like there it is <laughs> that being your Give favorite me. part
0: is maybe the most on-brand thing you've ever done
1: <laughs> nerd
2: <laughs> <laughs> i mean come on that's yeah it's, you're right it's trend tra- it it. it to it put right that there. in there like you didn't need to do that you didn't you didn't you, you we know they're denying. speaking ewok well you know but it's yeah. like to put that in oh by the way this was translated from Ewoki. like from oh you know. put the Put the captions on, put the closed captions on, you know, for Ewokies. You know? oh, i am uh, I mean mine is,
0: mine is maybe equally nerdy. I, I'm just I, I love I love little continuity drops that aren't heavy-handed, you know, I, I don't need something that's this, this huge, like we have to pause everything and explain mm. something that you don't need explained, but I just liked right when it started and you had the Wisties in there, I was like, mm. perfect. I love that because that yep. goes back to the movie and the episode that featured the Wisties and, you know, all the little references to Katroc and all that I really liked. So that, that's probably mine, but I think my honorable mention is the same as Sally's, and that is that dark ending, that last panel where you know what's going to happen and you don't see it coming. It leaves you kind of like, whoa.
2: Yeah. So, yeah, I appreciated that, definitely. Did you notice that uh, Makrit's headdress is the same as Gray's? I did when he is the so that must be like the shaman head
0: ceremonial yeah they like gets passed down yeah another another little bit of continuity drop yeah i read all of the tales of vader's castle so i didn't just read the ewok thing i read the whole thing and they're pretty solid they're they're pretty solid overall i i don't just like we've been saying with the lego specials like the frame story i don't need do they tie in like somehow like all the frames not really not really. Okay. They're just like, oh, I know somebody who's in a situation like this. And we have like a little flashback to the story. <laughs> uh so not super seamless there. But the individual stories I think uh do a nice job of being creepy Star Wars stories. Yeah. And still feeling Star Warsy. So yeah, I think it's a I think it's a fun collection overall. Oh yeah. They did okay. a good job. Yes, Sally. Uh, always a pleasure to have you on the podcast. Yeah. Do you have any other podcast stops this uh, this Halloween season?
1: Um, well, definitely, uh, I'll, I will be on House Things. Sure. We will be discussing all things Halloween as usual.
0: That's mm-hmm. right. Yep. We're going to be talking a little bit about author Josh Mallerman, who's m- most famous for the Bird, Bird Box, uh, which was turned into the movie, the Netflix movie with Sandra Bullock. So yeah, but we're going to be we're hitting everything oh, Halloweeny yeah. over there. Uh and if you're if you're listening to this on YouTube, we share a YouTube page with house things. So all you have to do is just click over and you're right there. Click the all click. right, what else? What else you got, Sally?
1: Well, I was invited back on the X-Men podcast.
0: Oh, previously on X-Men. Okay.
1: But uh I don't think we have or I don't know the official release date of that yet okay. because we are in early stages of Halloween. Okay.
0: Yeah. That, that all, that's all handled by the radio. Meanwhile, business office. We, so we
2: did just dip into the second week they, of, they of October. So week. yeah,
0: we did. We did.
2: Okay. So you sure. can
0: find Sally all over the place though. That's, that's exciting. That's good times. Uh, next time here on this Endorian life after Halloween, we're going to be back on indoor. We're going to be talking about season two, episode seven, a hard sell.
2: Hmm, sounds all like right. a nick cage movie or something it, it really That's does i nick wish it was <laughs> yeah the second one yeah it's gonna Wicker be one Man. of the characters <laughs> yep i hope it will be
0: all right thanks for Halloweening with us sally
1: yeah thanks for yeah. having me i Thank love you, it sally. see
2: you next time this enduring life is brought to you by the radio meanwhile network other shows on the network include 90s music got me like Previously on X-Men and 9021, here we go. Yeah. Share your thoughts on this and upcoming episodes by following us on Facebook or Twitter at Endorian Life. And please rate, subscribe, and share the show wherever you get
1: your podcasts. E-chihuahua. E-chihuahua.